lacking a scrap of detail or clothing of any kind. The beings lacked faces as well. They had no skin or hair or any discernible texture. Their bodies were solid darkness, indistinct, willowy, and ghost-like. I watched them close in. Eight, twelve, sixteen, twenty. I know what this is, I said, losing track. Their numbers were growing too fast to count. They're shadows. Shadows of what? Us. Sorry, Troy, but last time I checked, I only had one shadow. At any given moment, yes, but how many do you think you make in a day? I felt Malik's glance. So they're all coming. Every shadow I've ever made is coming to kill me. Not all of them. It depends on how long Draken's magic user has been gathering them up. If he's tracked us since we left Kale, then... I slid him a look. Gods, but I hate magic. Malik drew himself up. What are you going to do? I don't know. I read about this spell once, but it's old. Really old. I'm guessing old means bad. Can we kill them? Let's find out. I rushed forward, cutting through the center of the two nearest black silhouettes. My blades went in easily, extracting the weapons left gaping holes. Splashes of red, misty tendrils spurted into the air. Blood, Malik said happily. The sprays of red faded to black, and the holes closed. He groaned. Now what? I raised my swords to try again and took a startled step back. The blood decorating the ends of my blades was moving, darkening and swirling. The stains wrapped around, joined together, and slithered up the length of steel. What the hell? I shook both weapons. The black threads fell off one sword, but clung to the other. Swiftly dancing up over the hilt, mist the color of night swept cold across my hand. As it crept onto my fingers, they began to tingle and ache. My skin, where it made contact with the sword, burned. I tried again to jiggle the tendrils loose, but a heavy, lifeless sensation had settled into my hand. It deepened, going suddenly numb from the tips of my fingers to my wrist. The sword slipped from my grasp. The darkness sloughed off me then, clinging to the weapon as it fell to the ground. It curled away from the cold steel like a wisp of smoke and drifted off, leaving me to stare down in horror at my frozen black skin. I felt no pain. I couldn't feel anything. It was like my hand wasn't even there. Behind me, Malik let out a triumphant roar. I turned just as Natalia separated a willowy head from its body. The figure became two pieces. The pieces broke apart into filmy wisps and disintegrated. He decapitated two more. They disappeared and didn't reform. Malik had found their weak spot. I raised my remaining sword. With so many targets and Malik's strategy, I felled six in rapid succession. Our opponents were slow and weaponless. All I had to do was slice off their heads quick enough to keep the blood from sticking to my sword. There was a catch, of course. No matter how quickly we worked, they kept coming. The shadows were multiplying faster than we could kill them. Some crept between us, others pressed in, tightening the circle. The rest blended together, uniting into a large, shapeless mass that was surging toward us like a great swell of an ocean. The waves flowed closer, my moves turned careless. I had no room to maneuver, 
no time to aim. Malik let out a yell as the undulating black enveloped his boots. Tendrils crawled up his chest, wrapping around his arms. They spiderwebbed across his body, pulling him to his knees, freezing his skin and turning it black. I called out to him as I cut into the swell. I swung madly to reach him. But more and more strands of misty dark blood were spilling up my sword, and the puddle of blackness was creeping rapidly up Malik's neck. Slinking across his face, the shadow inched higher. It closed over the top of Malik's head, and he was gone. Only one hand remained visible, rigid and black, incapable of movement. It stuck straight out, like he was reaching for me. I dropped my sword. Calling to the stones at my wrist, I summoned the obsidian and lunged into the blackness.